What is good, people? Welcome back to another episode from What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm with my boy Obed, and I am Sherm. Um, we're back here in person once again. It's been a while since <laughs> since I've seen it's been you, a long man. Time. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? For a second, a while I thought you were just some robot. I was talking to on the screen, like some some advanced uh, machine made by Cyberdyne, T eight hundred. It's definitely been far too long, uh, but nothing to worry about, Sherm. In the words of Terry Hatcher, I am real and I am spectacular. Uh, but you know, after with the Super Bowl just passing, I think it's time for us to say hasta la vista, baby, to the NFL. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, definitely, man. Good to see you again. Let's just get right into it. As you mentioned, the Super Bowl, maybe we do a little Super Bowl 53 recap really quick. Um, obviously, the Patriots won that game 13-3. to I know you're happy about Ooh. that. <laughs> um, a lot of people weren't happy as it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll get your take on it in one second. I know we were kind of talking briefly before we started here. My yeah. take on it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't mind defensive games. Yeah. But I don't also need to see a 55 to 54 game. I don't need True. to see offensive explosions. True. But I want to see a little more action. Yeah. To me, I was to be very honest. I was bored. Yeah, I, I was bored. Yeah. Now, like I said, I don't need to be seeing a big high scoring game. I, 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 I think back to another Super Bowl your, your Patriots were in. Patriots Giants, the first one. Yeah. Like final score was 17 to 14. Yeah. Not a high scoring game. That yeah. was a pretty defensive game. And that was one of the best Super Bowls we've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. Came down to last play with the David Tyree with the helmet catch, yeah. um, Plaxico Burris. The, the Plaxico Burris touchdown was amazing. It was, no it was one ever talked about it. Everyone talked no. about the David, David yeah. Tyree catch, but Plaxico Burris actually caught the game when he touched down. Yeah. And the Patriots had a chance at the end, that long deep pass to Randy Moss. If that gets completed, you never know. You never know. So, yeah. and you mean, so like, I think back to that. So, I don't need as much offensive explosion, but to me, there was no real big plays that you can really remember. Yeah. Like last year's Super Bowl was great. You know, your pages lost, but last year you remember the Philly special. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely, and the, and the year before the Falcons, the, the pages coming back from twenty five down in the third quarter. Yeah, there was nothing really to remember and memorable about this Super Bowl to me. Yeah. Um, nothing really stood out. I mean, the biggest play in the Super Bowl was when the. Rams kicker, or excuse me, the Rams punter broke the record for longest punt in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, sixty-five that's, yards. Yeah, and then Jim Nance and Tony Romo go crazy. When your announcers are going crazy over a punt, yeah, <laughs> that tells you something. You're, you're yo. reaching, you're grasping, you're grasping, <laughs> shot, you're trying to find yeah, something. So there, yeah, so I know. I mean, I'm sure you like the game because your team won and all. But I mean, how do you feel that some people are just saying, "Oh, it was terrible," and like, and like I said, I may be one of those people. But like I said, I don't need a crazy, crazy game. To no. me, I just didn't care for the game. I think I completely understand that standpoint. And I'm not on the Trey Wingo tip. I'm not out here telling people to shut the hell up because <laughs> so they didn't like, that yeah, was right, a little aggressive, a little aggressive. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, I think I think that that issue with it being boring is displaced anger because the Rams didn't bring it. The Rams teased everybody with 50-point you know, games, 40-point games, 35-plus point games for the course of the season. Uh, that Monday Night Football game with the Chiefs is a huge offensive explosion, even right. with all the defense there, the, the yeah. fumble recoveries for touchdowns, the, the, uh, the, fumble, the fumbles in general, the strip sacks. Um, they're in a, the, the Rams' inept offense, inability to move the ball, gave you what you gave you. The Patriots, in every Super Bowl, they do one of two things. They either play a very, very tight game and they win by a short margin of victory, mm-hmm. or they have to bring it to the team that's brought it to them. I think the two games that I felt the worst or the, the most – Fear that they were going to lose through the course of the game was against the Panthers. The Panthers were like, mm. not, you know, a, a, a 
rabid dog in a cage that you were poking with a stick, right? And as soon as it got the chance, you see uh, Steve Smith jump into the end zone and make the Superman pose when he scores a touchdown, mm. right? Uh, Musa Muhammad on the sideline talking about these guys don't have it. There's just so much, so much emotion there. I, I, I think the first time I saw that the Rams weren't going to come out and be the Rams was all this talk about Todd Gurley the game before and him coming back off of having a month off and having like four carries for 10 yards, right. he is such a big cog of what they like to do on offense. And then not having Cooper Cup earlier in the season, right. uh, I think that completely changed that dynamic. They were living and breathing, living, living and dying off of Cooper Cup being the wide receiver that played on the end of the line, the big tight end, kind of like Aaron Hernandez style, coming out and getting a big chunk play or being that go-to guy for Jared Goff. I, yeah. I, I just... They hadn't looked like the Rams, and, and if they didn't bring that offense, the Patriots weren't going to come out here and get into a horse race with teams. The way they beat the Chiefs, do not get in a horse race with this team. Yeah, and you mentioned Gurley. I still don't get it. Only 10 touches. He should have had no less than 20, maybe even 25 touches Absolutely. in that game. It is the biggest game of the year. Yeah. So I think they either he it was either he was actually injured and they just didn't want to tell anybody, yeah. or they just Malcolm Butlered him. Yeah. Like they did last year, the Patriots did last year. Something happened during the week or the week before, yeah. and you with, with the front office, with the yeah. coaching staff, and they don't want to let it out house, and yeah. they don't want to let it, they don't want to let it out. So I think there's no reason why you have when you have the most one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL, yeah. probably top three or top two guys running backs in the NFL, yeah. that he doesn't get the ball in the, enough in the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. There's no other game after it. There's nothing after this. This is this is what you, you trained all year for. You could fall off into obscurity and never be heard Dude, from again, unless, like the Bucks or the yeah. Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unless his leg or arm is actually falling off, yeah. you put him in the game and you play him as much as you can. Absolutely. That's I just, the way the game's played. I just don't I still to this day there was no real explanation of why they said they want want to share the carries with CJ Anderson. Yeah, CJ Anderson's a good role player. Yeah. He's not Todd Gurley. He's not Todd Gurley. And they weren't gonna get Todd Gurley exp uh uh, uh Todd Gurley production out of C.J. Anderson. I think he's got an injury. Although the problem there is that uh, I agree with you. I think that Todd Gurley is very injured. I think whatever his injury is, he is still in recovery. Mm -hmm. um, this would put to light a lot of the player safety concerns that the NFL has, as well as uh, the transparency and honesty the teams are supposed to put forth with injury reporting for players. You're telling me that this guy who had missed up to this point probably six weeks, seven weeks of football because he hadn't, you know, they picked up uh, uh, C.J. Anderson well before the playoffs started, but Todd Gurley wasn't really out there doing much to begin with, the reason why they brought C.J. Anderson in. Uh, so if you're telling me that he was on the bench and you thought you could ride out this injury without explaining, like, hey, this is the injury, right. that's going to have a lot of implications yeah, it, for them. Yeah, and it just it says a lot about maybe even about Sean McVay, like what was his really strategy going into this game? Yeah. Um, was it was this, was this planned all along? Yeah. Did it just come off the, you know, the seat of his pants? I yeah. don't know, but a lot of questions still unanswered. But I mean, it was still you know you know the stat lines weren't that great. I mean Brady no. was what twenty one of thirty five at two sixty two in a pick. Yeah. Um, Sony Michelle had a good game, eighteen carries, ninety four yards, and the only touchdown of course. Yep. Um, Gronk six catches for eighty seven yards, which and. You were saying like there weren't any big plays. I think the biggest play for the game probably was that catch that he made. You know, towards the end zone. Towards the end zone. The red zone right. yep. Which inevitably was the only, led to the only red zone play yeah. of the Super Bowl. Yep. That's what I mean. Like You have one red zone play in the entire Super Bowl. 
Come on. At least, yeah. hey, I mean, at least Patriots crazy. got it. That's all I can say, right? I'm still, we are still, where are you at? Here where are the Rams offense at? Where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kudos, like I said, kudos to the Pats D for shutting that um, Rams yeah. offense down. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they did a great job of disguising their coverages. Absolutely. There's a few plays where they were showing cover three, they would drop back into quarters. Yeah. And I know the Rams really planned for man to man coverage mostly, but the Patriots ran a lot more zone than they usually do. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that kind of, I think that kind of got, uh, not only golf, but McVay off yeah. off their game a little bit because yeah. a lot. I think I mentioned it before when we were doing our video, our show before the Super Bowl that a lot of golf's success is in the play action. It is, and when when he's in play action and he turns his back to fake that handoff to that running back, the Pages were doing job actually changing their defense. In that moment, yeah. right there, like I said, they were showing one defense yeah. and coming out another one. All of a sudden, Goff, Goff turns around. Like, oh crap! Yeah. This is a different defense. Everybody's than I it was. sitting in the zones that right. I thought were going to be open because right. generally it's man. Everyone's bit. Everybody's coming underneath. Right. People are going right. with their player. Right. And and then and then and the Patriots did a great job. They were actually rushing six guys at the time. Yeah. So you only have five linemen trying to cover six guys. Somebody's yeah. going to get through. So. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Dante Hightower had a big game off yeah. of that. Trey Flowers had a big game off of that. Benoit right. was very disruptive underneath. Yeah. Right. Hightower, big game. Julian Edelman, of course, 10 yeah. catches, 141. He was named the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. On the other side of the Rams, Goff only threw for 229 and a pick. Gurley, as you mentioned, only the 10 carries, 34 yards, which is crazy. Crazy to me. Crazy uh, Anderson, to me. what, 22 carries had and that a fumble. fumble. Yeah. And then Cooks, he still, still he cooked a little he bit. Cooked. Cooks was cooking. Eight, he was eight, out there. Eight yeah. for 120, but. He had that crucial drop, that touch, that potential touchdown in the end zone. Yeah. Now the defender did grab his arm. Yes. He did. Yeah. But it was a catch that I think Cooks could have and should have made. Should have made. I it's a type of catch that. he does normally make. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. So I think that could have made a difference right there. Yeah. And then you know a couple of plays later down the line and later in the game. The one where uh, I think it was miscued, and then right, and then very next play they ran the same play, and then then um, Gilmore made Gilmore the, inter- made the, the interception. interception. Yeah. Um, that the Rams they just weren't clicking, they weren't in sync, no. you know. And they um, haven't looked in sync for a few weeks now. To be yeah. honest, with you. they were tearing up my heart. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess the Patriots said bye, bye, bye to them. So. Yeah, hey, 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 See what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> did that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. like I said, I mean, I mean, like I said, kudos to the Patriots. You know, they went it fair and square. Nothing wrong with it. But yeah. I, to me, I just didn't enjoy the game personally. I thought there could have been a little bit more action, a little more yeah. dynamic plays happening. Yeah. Um, but all in it all. Pats won six Super Bowl. Tom Brady, Woo. great, great. Six God, six God. <laughs> <laughs> great, greatest QB of all time. I mean, greatest. it's 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 hard. It, listen, you know, people were like, "Hey, Joe Montana, greatest quarterback ever." He, you know, four Super Bowls, four wins. Mm. Uh, what happens when you've been to nine of them and you have six rings? Well, I mean, what do you say that? Yeah, I generally not to just consider rings as yeah. a definitive measure to how to measure someone's greatness, yeah. or someone's ability, because you're measuring. You're, you think you're, you're we're measuring someone's abilities. Yeah. And because they have team success does not mean they are a great player. True. You know, True. I can so I don't I always I don't like to always throw in the rings in there. I mean, to me it's still Peyton Manning is still one of the top three. I could believe um, that. Yeah. you know, like as you said, Joe Montana, yeah. even Johnny Unitas is up there. Yeah. But Otto um, Graham, Otto Graham you gotta talk about. Yeah. He was a, I've watched some of that old video from the from the uh Browns. Mm-hmm. And I mean if you if there wasn't a scarier quarterback to see come on the field, it would have to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean you know, he's definitely obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not arguably the greatest. Yeah. Um, but as one of the greatest, the, some people are saying he's the greatest football player of all time. I mean, I don't know about that. I still am yeah. hesitant to say that. Yeah. To me, I mean, it's Jerry Rice, greatest okay. football player of all time. Okay. Think about it. 
we were still arguing about quarterbacks, where we just right. as we just did. Yeah. Who's the greatest running back of all time to you? Ooh. It's a hard question, right? It is a hard question. People, I thought I didn't watch Walter Payton. I didn't, you know what I mean? You know, I didn't people, watch I, Thomas I like Thomas. Barry Sanders. Some people yeah. say Emmett Smith. Yeah, you know what I mean? can see Emmett Smith. Um, yeah. Who's the greatest linebacker of all time? Probably LT. LT. Yeah. Some, you know, some people say uh, uh, Ray Rice. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, Not Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Or, Ray, Lewis yeah. Ray, uh, Ray, Ray Lewis. Excuse yeah. me. They want to say Ray Rice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Lewis. Don't cancel our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, DB. Some people say Dion. Oh, my God. Dion Sanders had 24 interceptions in three years in the league. I don't know if there's anybody who's ever going to be a better <laughs> right. quarterback. Some people than say that. Ronnie Lott. Yeah. There's different things. But when you talk about receivers, it's Jerry Rice, 100, yeah. hands down. If, if and, and I think Jerry Rice was so much better at his position than those other guys were at their position. I That's agree. why I, I still agree. say Jerry Rice is the greatest football player in NFL history. I can believe that. His dedication to his craft, the amount of work he put in. Mm-hmm. Yes, people will talk about him talking about stickums and all that stuff that they used to do, but you it doesn't matter what I use to catch the ball with. If I've already shook you out of your shoes, you're not you're six yards behind me. Yeah, and, what are you gonna do? And he holds almost he holds every single receiving yeah. record it's just like, about uh, and, and no one's even close to him. Well they say uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald would have to play like another six years to get even the like next ten thousand yards he would need to get it, up there. It's like crazy, it's crazy, you know. I mean, yeah. it's Rice has the yards, he has the touchdowns, he yeah. has the receptions. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just not even close. Some of the little stories you hear about Jerry Rice that have come out since his retirement as well, mm-hmm. like when he started to see that the uh, uh, the DeBartolos uh, were starting to move their attention to having uh, uh, Steve Young become mm-hmm. the quarterback because Joe Montana's time was up. He started catching balls from anyone who was on the coaching staff who was left-handed to prepare for catching footballs from a left-handed quarterback. Mm. And you see it when uh, Michael Vick steps in for the Steelers uh, and Antonio Brown drops a would-be touchdown pass because the spin on the ball is the other direction because Mike Vick is left-handed and then Ben Roethlisberger is right-handed. Mm. You know, those those kind of little things that just as soon as I saw it, it just made me think about, like, wow, Jerry Rice was really ahead of his time for thinking mm. about these things in the game for Right, him. right, right. You know? And as you mentioned retirement, I want to go back to the Super Bowl just for one second with yeah. Gronk. Yeah. Do, do you think that's his last game? Do you think he retires this season? I mean, this every every football player, and he's he's not, his contract is already signed. His money's guaranteed. He can come back and play again next year, or leave and keep his money with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at the, the look on his face, some of the catches he made, and the way he would get up, I was grimacing. It's definitely taking a toll on him. Yeah. He, he's obviously a Hall of Fame tight end, probably the best tight end to ever play the game outside of Mark Bavaro or Tony Gonzalez. I'm gonna say still Tony. Yeah, uh, you know it's hard. It's hard. He yeah. dunking on the on the goalpost there <laughs> uh, before it was outlawed. Um, yeah. But you know, you look at his ability now as a blocking tight end, and he is he is moving anyone off of the ball. He is willing to go at anybody with just that massive size and frame. Can still eke out and get you an amazing you know 15 yard down the field to move the chains into the only red zone opportunity that any right, team had right, in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, it's up to him. It's up to him. The Patriots can find a way to use him. He's already been paid. He can come back and, and be in a reserve role. But, you know, it's on him. I, I don't think he should continue. I think he should just yeah. go be in the World Wrestling Federation or uh, <laughs> be a dude on MTV, you know, whatever would happen. World Wrestling Entertainment. Or, world, excuse WWE. me, World Wrestling Entertainment. The other WWE. Yeah. Copyright that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I think he's, yeah. I think he's done. Um, I think I, I said it before the Super Bowl that – the the Pats win. He's a hundred percent retiring. Even if, even if they lost, I'd say it was about eighty eighty yeah. percent. He was going to retire, yeah. but I think he's done. He's just had too many injuries. Yeah. 
the elbow, the ankles, and the especially back. the back. The back. That's four, I think surgeries. I've said it before. The back is nothing to play with, man, yeah. and it just it takes a toll on you, dude. Yeah, I, it, I think he's done. It's what it's what got a uh, uh, Tony Romo, you know. So I Absolutely. think you know, there's no need. And really, a young mind like him, I don't know if he's ready to go into the booth, but uh, it might be detrimental to the Patriots to have that man out there talking about the kind of things they like to do because he knew how they did it well. Yeah. So yeah, but any anyway, let's move yeah. on from the Super Bowl. I want to do a um, start doing a little division recap as we're going into the off season. You know, teams are making some changes, whether it's coaching, whether it's this, you know, the roster, things like that. So we'll start out with the AFC East, being that the Pats won the Super Bowl. Of course, you know, and not much to say, much more we can say about the Pats. Obviously, they finished the year 11 and five, won the won the division, won the Super Bowl. Uh, they think about about 18 million cap space yeah. this this uh, coming season. Um, where do you think they go as far as new contracts and were they signing any players? Do they bring back Josh Gordon if if, if he's cleared and yeah. healthy and reinstated? You no, know, yeah. where do they? What's what what do they need to really um, get their roster? Ready for the next season and be and possibly go to go to another Super Bowl, have another Super Bowl victory. It's been a long time since a team has gone to four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, they'll they'll never be the Bills because they've won three out of two out of the three yes, that they went yes. to. Um, <laughs> but you know you got to resign Tom. His contract's up, but that that's a we've already been at that that point before. You sign him to whatever money is the market value for him. Mm-hmm. He'll get he gives the money back to the team for them to do what they need to do to stay competitive. Uh, Julian Edelman, I don't think he's got a contract coming up. Thirty three years old. You have to think about what you're going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Chris Hogan. Was was a non-factor in the Super Bowl, and when they tried to incorporate him, yeah. he led to one of the inter- the interception that Tom Brady. Yeah, I think had. he had a couple drops actually. Yeah, he, he just didn't, did, he had, and he didn't have anything. Yeah. He just been so cold. I think he needs because he's not a pure football player; he's a lacrosse player, run mm-hmm. from the very famous Penn State. Uh, um, to go to any lines, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, he needs he they need to to retool, uh, bring in Philip Dorsett. If Josh Gordon does get clear and come back, I can absolutely see them opening welcoming him with arms open. Uh, uh, he had uh, almost a thousand yards on what eight nine games ten mm-hmm. games something like that so mm-hmm. of course you want that kind of production what, what could he do in a full 16 game season um and and yeah i uh i think you know defensively trey flowers is probably up for as a 25 year old for a big contract uh trent brown huge who's a who's bad in in pass well they say he was bad in pass pro he ranked as a very low uh offensive tackle but uh his ability to um uh his ability to to Keep Tom Brady upright. Keep Tom Brady protected. Uh, gave them an edge that I don't think that they would ever that they would ever be able to uh, to to maximize with an Isaiah Wynn who they picked up in the draft from University of Georgia. But that individual is a, more of a guard, small body, short arm individual, uh, short arm player. Um, they've they're going to have to retool the defense. They're going to have to get some players on offense. It, it's going to be a struggle, but they always find a way to retool. Right. The one thing that is hard to do after a Super Bowl run is realize that your team is now going to leave for contracts. People are going to go yeah. get paid. Yeah. How do you stay competitive the next year? The Patriots have figured that out. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I think I think they're going to probably focus on the offensive line. Keep. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line was great. Yeah. You know, they didn't let up a sack until that Super oh, Bowl. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, Clean pocket. You know, in the other two playoff games. Um, but I think they're really going to just maybe pay those guys more, you know, yeah. whatever they just resign them if need be. 42-year-old Tom Brady, you got to keep him up, right? Exactly. Right. You know, um, you know, linebackers, Hightower, you know, he's, he's he had a great game as well. You know, he's, he's going to be around, Van Noy's going to be around. Yeah. Uh, maybe you just go secondary. 
you know, and obviously he's looking at maybe retiring. You never know. I mean, yeah. what else? He, he said that after I win a Super Bowl with my brother, what else is there for me to do? Right. The, twi- yeah. the twins. Yeah. And that was, that was, I think that was the first set of twins ever playing the same team in the Super Bowl. That was, I think that was kind of cool. That was awesome. That was kind of awesome. Uh, and the fact uh, that his first, his brother's first season on the Patriots uh, lo- uh, team is just mm-hmm. like, listen, we're going to the Super Bowl, so we'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, but I mean, other than, like we said, if Gronk, Gronk goes out, if he retires, you know, really just get, get a tight end. If they, they sign one from free agency, get one in the draft. Who yeah. knows? Obviously, it'll probably have the last pick in the draft, so we'll we'll see what they do there. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, let's go to the now let's go down to the uh, Miami Dolphins. They finished Ooh. the year seven and nine, fired uh, Adam Gase, their coach. Not really sure what's going on with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I think I think it was an, I think it was said the other day. Um, one of their front office members said that they are not opposed to drafting a tie, uh, excuse me a quarterback yeah. in this uh, 2019 draft. Um, Quarterbacks, are, I think, are kind of thin, though, in this draft. I mean, you, you've got Kyler Murray, of course, the Heisman-winning quarterback. You've got, you got Dwayne Haskins as well. Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Um, Drew, I think it's Drew Locke okay. from Duke. Uh, Will Greer, I believe, from West Virginia. So not really the overwhelming yeah. mass of QBs like we had like last year. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure where the Dolphins go. I know is is Frank Gore even still under contract with them? Is I, he I be don't know back? if it was one year. I think it might have been a two year contract. Now the question is, do you bring him back? Because I feel like he is a progress stopper. I think mm-hmm. having him out there limits the ability for you to see what other running backs in that room will give you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know where the Dolphins really go from here. I don't see them really contending in that division. No. I mean, obviously the Patriots have won the division, what, 10 years in a row? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so, I mean, I think we'll, we'll make it 11, let's just say, next year. <laughs> Check that box. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, with the new coach and everything, um, I, I just – Ryan Tannehill has been, it's just, it's been a mystery since he's come in the league. Yeah. Um, he's really just been inconsistent or consistently just you know, under par player, if you yeah. want to look at it like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure. They don't have you know a stout defense. No. You know they lost obviously in Dominican Sue. He had he was there for he was there for a little bit. He obviously on the Rams. Yeah. Um, you know I just I'm not sure where the Dolphins really go from here. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. They've got quite the coaching staff they put together there. Uh, uh, they've got Chad O'Shea, former quarterbacks coach from the Patriots. Brian Flores, former defensive coach from the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. They also have Patrick Pass, who used to play for the I believe Patriots. It, and, and Flores was the game call. Was a defensive call. The play he was caller. the play caller for them so, defensively. So I mean, that yeah. could that could help the Dolphins a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like, what do you build around the? You know, the biggest star on their team right now is probably Xavier Howard. He's his camp has been talking about fifteen million a year. Fifteen million a year to Xavier Howard would decimate the opportunity for the uh, uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins to build up a team. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of new guys out there. It's going to be a lot of fresh faces. And, I mean, you if you want to bring in some, some free agents to help you start to, to become, I guess – uh, South Beach Patriots. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Um, they're they're going to have to do some wheeling and dealing. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. I think they're also bringing in uh, uh, Caldwell, Jim Caldwell from uh, past. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Detroit Lions no, coach, yeah, yeah, as yeah. well to to help out as an advisor there. So we'll we'll see what they're putting together. At least that you know they can say that they put together a uh, very multiculturally diverse. Uh, 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 minority-based staff here, and hopefully they can come out there and be very successful. Yeah, moving on when the AFC East, um, the uh, Bills finished third at Ooh. six and ten. Josh Allen had a decent rookie season. Yeah, um, he was great with his legs this he year. He was great with his legs. He, his had legs. A, he had a few games where he ran for over 100 yards, and or, or and a couple games where it was like 95, 98 yeah. yards in yeah. there. So he you know he made some plays with his legs. There's, I think there's still some issues uh, with LaShawn McCoy off the field things. Yeah. There's some yeah. legal issues going on with him, so we're not really sure what's going to happen there. Yeah. 
Um, I think the Bills just need to overhaul in general. Um, receiving side, I mean, they let, uh, what was it, Calvin, Cal, Calvin, Calvin Benjamin, Benjamin go. He's gone. Probably for the best. Yeah, he just didn't, he really didn't live up to any hype. Even, he had maybe one or two good seasons in Carolina. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because in the year he was out and got hurt, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, how about that? Yeah, right. <laughs> he was well, a number one playmaker. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. that's what they want you well, to believe. Totally. That he was, with the with the with the production, right? These are the things we talk about with James Harden. Where with the production, yes, he looks like a number one guy. But is he limiting their offense and what they want to do because they're putting their work there, where maybe they can put it elsewhere? Right. Right. Um, right. And I don't think you can you can at the age that uh, Lashawn McCoy is at and the amount of wear and tear he's had over the last three years, mm-hmm. uh, be able to say, okay, we can't have Josh Allen take a step forward. Like Josh Allen would need to bring his passing ability way up to start saving what they have left in a guy like Shady, who is still one of the top running backs in the league. Yeah. Um, I, I just think they need to definitely re, um, get some receivers for, yeah. for Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, he's got, he's being... Maybe a he, tight end as well. You yeah. Know, somebody you know, a safety valve. Yeah. He, he's, I mean, Zay Jones, Robert Foster, not really household names putting up yeah. big... Ma- I, to me, I did like Zay Jones coming out of college. You know, I, oh, think, yeah. he, I think he was setting records for the, the most catches in a season. Okay. Um, Could have been a productive, very productive guy. He can handle the work if you throw it his way. Yeah, but um, you know he's been okay since he's been in the league. Um, I just think they need more weapons for Josh Allen. Yeah. I do feel like he is a good a good bowler. Um, he can he can throw he can throw the rock well. Uh, I just think they need an overhaul even on the uh, even on the uh, defensive side too. Yeah. I mean a lot of the. Uh, Bills guys have gone over to your Patriots. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, yeah, been there, yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah. And, they're, and they're losing Kyle Williams to retirement. Yeah, um, you know, I, I just think they, they need some more. They need some more guys. I mean, they've got they had Tremaine Edward, Edmonds who had a, had a decent rookie season as a, as a rookie signal caller on the defensive side. More kudos, kudos to him. I mean, I can't yeah. say enough about a kid who steps into a role that big and takes on his head. He he probably only had like one or two miscues that were huge mm-hmm. uh, in a game. Uh, so to think he's going to take another step forward in the second year as a signal caller, I th- feel like he's going to be there to help shore up that defense or at least be that guy that like a uh, uh, OJ not OJ Mayo. Um, Mayo from uh, Tennessee, who played for the Patriots, he had like the most tackles mm. in a season. I mm-hmm. can't remember his first name, but yeah, I think I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's you know it's tough. They don't have those cornerstone foundational parts along the entire roster for the Bills to make right. me think that the individuals will be successful around the people they're around. Right, right. I mean, Tre'Davious White, he's still you know he's I think he's still a Pro Bowl caliber player. Yeah. Uh, but I just think they, you know, they need to re- reinforce that defense and then also just get Josh Allen uh, some more weapons yeah, as well, too. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, moving on, last but not least, of course, in the AFC East was the New York football Jets. Woo! Um, Sam Donald, I, he, he looks he looks good. Yeah, he I'll does. I'll admit it. Could um, be a gunslinger. Could be yeah, a gunslinger out there. Um, you know, missed a couple games with an injury this year for his first year. Yeah. Um, he needs He's another one that needs some weapons. You know, yeah. having your number one receiver is Robbie Anderson. Isn't always the best. It's always the best. So you would like them to put together a roster of wide receivers that at least you have to focus your attention in multiple places. I think Quincy Anuma is good. I do like Robbie Anderson, but yeah. they, they got to have like another like big big guy there who can either get him a ton of receptions, which Quincy Anuma looks like he can do. Mm-hmm. You have a stretch receiver in Robbie Anderson who looks like he can be the stretch, but there's mm-hmm. got to be another solid piece there. Yeah, and Isaiah Crowell running the rock for them. Um, I, I mean, he's he's a decent player, and I yeah. like him. I like him. You know, when he get down to the red zone, you can feed him there, and he yeah. can go line situations. Um, I'm not sure if he's the you no know, normal you know 25 carry a game for the whole entire season kind of guy. Nope. 
um, and to lead your team like a like a Todd Gurley would normally be, or, or like Ezekiel or Elliott, or maybe a Le'Veon like Bell could be if you back up the Brinks truck. There, there is some thoughts that you know Le'Veon Bell could possibly go to the New York Jets. They, I think they they have the cap space for somebody like that, mm-hmm. um, and that would help out um, Sam Donald as well too. Yeah. They bring in another weapon on the offensive, you know, another receiver. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad. You know, even though obviously it's the Jets, you know, are you know were are finished poorly in the in the in the division last year, yeah. but bringing somebody like Le'Veon Bell into the mix and you get another receiver, you reinforce that defense, you know, the Jets could, uh, you know, do, do some things, but uh, that's left to be seen. So, yeah. um, and then obviously, you know, they've got a new coach in Adam Gase who came over from Miami. The yeah. Jets fired Todd Bowles yeah. after four years. And so, do, And they do have uh, Blake Williams and Greg Williams now that, uh, that all that nonsense where <laughs> Adam Gase did not want to bring over malcontent mm. Blake Williams, Greg Williams' son, but mm. NFL nepotism always wins, guys. Don't forget. <laughs> um, so, I mean, <clears throat> Do the Jets are the Jets going to really, really make some noise this next season? I don't believe so. You know, like, and like I said, so it's the AFC East. It's Miles just called the Patriots division. Um, just rename it to that. Um, the AFC Pats. AFC yeah, the East AFC Pats. Pats yeah. AFC East Pats. So um, yeah, I think that wraps up the AFC East. I don't think there's any going to be other big news happening unless some free agency things happens in, yeah. in the first coming weeks. But um, yeah. Moving right along, let's get over into the NBA now. Um, so this this the other day was the trade deadline. I believe it was on Thursday. Yep. As today is Saturday. Um, so a couple, few different trades went what happened, and one big trade that did not happen, of course, was with Anthony Davis. Yeah. We obviously we came out. We said that you know he wanted to be traded. You know he was tired of New Orleans. Whatever. It was time yeah. for him to move on, as they say. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen. It was. It was. I think it was assumed that it wasn't going to happen. Like the, um, the Pelicans were just. Demanding too much. Yeah, they wanted four guys from the Lakers and four draft picks and yeah. five draft picks. And oh, it's absolutely aggressive. Come on, make a deal. Make yeah, a deal. I mean the Lakers yeah. offered up a pretty good deal, if I'm not mistaken. They wanted, they were gonna, I believe they were gonna give up or had to give up Ball, yeah. Ingram, Kuzma, uh, two first rounds, yeah. two second rounds. Yeah. You know, I mean, but the Pelicans just wanted more. I think the Pelicans did it on purpose. Because they know they can get more. Because probably in the offseason when it comes, Boston's going to be able to offer things up too. Yeah. Young guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown yeah. and a couple picks too. Yeah. So I think the Pelicans were like, all right, yo, don't, you know what? We don't have to take this deal now no. because there's more deals going to be coming in the, in the offseason. Yeah. So I think the Pelicans might have made the smart move. You I, know? I agree with you on that one. I just I, I do not think that even – Looking at NBA trades, conversely to NFL trades, and we talked about this earlier, the ability for them to get rid of expiring contracts, uh, basically buy picks as and just dump guys from the trade that actually weren't of any value or weren't going to really do anything for your team. Um, I I understand that there are young guys in Ingram and young guys in Ball and young guys and in, in individuals coming from the Lakers, but the long term, you know, are these guys going to be any good? I think the uh, the ceiling for guys that they could get from the Celtics is far higher than the ceiling of guys that they would have got from the Lakers. So yeah. if you hold out, yeah. okay, great, you want to send us half your roster and your future picks, eh, maybe it's we're trying lot. to, yeah, it's a lot. We're going to tell you guys that actually your scouting isn't as good. The players you picked up wouldn't actually pan out the way you think they would even if they were on another roster, right? Mm-hmm. It, I don't think a breath of fresh air for guys that have been playing with LeBron right now are going to do anything, and, and I think it kind of shows that the Lakers had no intention of bringing in these guys and building them up around LeBron. Their intention was to bring in LeBron and build a super team around him. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, and, like, and like you said, yeah, the Pelicans, if they hold out, they can get better young talent. Like I said, and J- Jason Tatum is a stud, dude. Yeah. I think he, he he's, he's going to be a great player for a long time coming. So I think the Pelicans made the smart move there. 
Um, the only other really big trade that really happened you know, before the deadline was Tobias Harris going over from the Clippers to the Sixers. Yeah. Clippers got three players and, and four draft picks, which yeah. was you know, two, first, two first rounds and two second rounds. Yeah, ridiculous. Which is, wow, for Tobias Harris, it's like, wow. All right. Um, Harrison yeah. Barnes getting traded mid-game. To the Kings. Disrespect, but maybe that was the kid, the linchpin that made the trade go. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know um, the Mavericks got Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson from the Kings. I mean, dude, I mean, honestly, no offense, but what happened to Zach Randolph? Uh, I mean, he was a walking double-double in Memphis. He's gotten older, yes. Yeah. He's old. He's not what he used to be, but Zach Randolph was a baller in his early days in Memphis. Yeah, I do um, And I honestly felt bad for him when he was in Memphis because they were never – they were always a very mid-level, mediocre team. They yeah. never had the ability to get over that hump. Uh, but now he's uh, with the Kings, so we'll see what happens there. I think it's the O.J. Mayo. And this is the time we can't talk about, actually, O.J. Mayo. I think there is too much attention <laughs> on O.J. Mayo at his time with the Memphis Grizzlies uh, and his inability to live up to the hype uh, that preceded him coming out of high school and college. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Grizzlies, they were trying to, I believe, get rid of Mike Connolly. Um, he didn't go. He's still there because yeah. he has a huge contract. So if anyone had to pick them up, you know, that would end up being a big deal for them. Yeah. Um, and he's still a great point guard in the league, you know. Um, but the Grizzlies did give away Mark Gasol, longtime Grizzly, yep. um, longtime member of the Memphis Grizzlies. There, they traded him to the Raptors. The mm-hmm. Grizzlies got uh, Valanciunas, Dylan Wright, C.J. Miles, mm-hmm. and I believe a second-round pick. Uh, so, you know, little not, not as not the big trade that everyone was expecting, you know, no. to happen. But I think the biggest, the most notable trade, not maybe the biggest effect, but the most notable was the with the Sixers and the Magic. Yeah. Markel Fultz, former number one pick, going to the Magic from the Sixers. Sixers guy having Jonathan Simmons and a first round pick. What happened with the and process? Like what's, what's I, going on? I here? mean, I think uh, they gave up. You know, I, I think they were just tired of it. You know, honestly, going back to that draft, I don't know why they drafted him in the first place. Hmm. They already had their point guard in Ben Simmons from the year before. Yeah. So there was no reason to draft Markov. If you really truly, I mean, maybe they just didn't believe in Ben Simmons. They at the saw time. something in practice over the year that they spent with him that they were just like, "This kid is not the future." And I, I believe, I believe in that. I don't think Ben Simmons is as good as he he thought people thought he was coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, his 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 scoring ability, his defense, some shaky things there that you wouldn't expect from someone of Ben Simmons, but to suppose caliber mm-hmm. uh, to you know force their hand to say, "Okay, he's not the guy. We need another young guy because we're building for something right now." Yeah. I mean, I, I just I think they just gave up. They were tired of you know, was it the shoulder? Was it I think it was more of his mental state. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But um, I was watching um, ESPN, I believe, uh, first take the other day, and they had a they were talking about Marco Fultz and whether or not he is the biggest bust of the number one draft picks in NBA history. I don't think he's quite there yet because it's still so early. Yes, absolutely. He's only, what, 20 or 21 years old? he won't hit his prime for another three years. Yeah, Yeah. um, so, you know, he still has some time. But you've got to look at some other notable number one draft picks. Kwame Brown, Michael Bennett, Greg Oden. Well, most of his issues were injury. Injury and health, yeah. Um, he had the Benjamin Button disease. We didn't know that. <laughs> 40-year-old that got drafted at 21. What Dog, are you talking about? Well, I'm telling yeah. you, right? You had a full beard in second grade. Dude, come on. Showing his AARP card. <laughs> Yo, for real. Dude was getting Social Security and getting his NBA check at the same time. Dude, how are you getting a salary and you getting Social Security at the same time? Crazy. Uh, another one, number one pick, some people forget, Michael Oluwakandi. I don't Clippers. even remember Michael Oluwakandi. My there, there, goodness. There you go. I mean, so. For me, it's Kwame Brown. My hands down, it's Kwame Brown. I mean, Man, that, this. So 
so a, much hype. There's a story about the that uh, uh, Kobe Bryant was in. Kobe, you know, Kobe don't care. Kobe just says what he says because Kobe <laughs> was that good. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, we were we were in a game, and Kwame Brown came up to me and whispered something, and I just I had to ask him. He was like, what did you just say? And he said, don't pass me the ball. That was the level of skill that this guy that we brought on our team, playing with me, looked at me and said, don't pass me the ball. Because he was just unsure wow. of himself. He did I not. Didn't know that. Wow. Right? It was, it was like a press don't conference. Pass conference. Don't pass me the ball. Who who says that? Because winners want the ball. Absolutely. Winners want the opportunity. People like Kobe. People like Jordan Wright. They want exactly. the ball in the hands. Who, who do you think? I mean, who would you rank? I mean, it's I honestly, I'm probably going to go with Kwame Brown as well. I mean, Michael Bennett is right there. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Out of what? I think he played 150-something games. He averaged four four points a game. Uh, I mean, the Cavs definitely missed on that one. Now, I believe he's in the G League okay. doing his thing right now. Okay. So he could possibly turn it around. Yeah. You know, Find what was missing. But Finally I think, wasn't right. Doing. So until that happens, until that's his career is done, I think I'm going to go with you. We'll go with you and call me Brown. And MJ, um, when he was the GM, we were working with the Wizards, not the right move, MJ. I mean, no, Jordan, no. you're my boy, Jordan. Yeah, but, uh, there's something about players, former players, not really understanding the, it from the business aspect and and the coaching standpoint of it, right? Like I don't, yeah. you know, Steve Kerr obviously knows how to coordinate a team full of winners. Good for him, you know. If that if he he's had the pedigree for that, great. Uh, for me, it's it's coaches like Popovich who have a team full of great players who just when there's a timeout he can just step away you guys figure it out you know when I see Steve Kerr allow Draymond Green to go ahead and write up the plays I'm just like okay I'm starting mm-hmm. to see a little bit of that hands-offness but yeah. uh, from from the front office standpoint it just players just don't know how to pick guys you yeah know? I'm just now magic is in that role doing it you know with the Lakers you know so looks like he's running them into the ground very nicely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know will he be able to you know fix things Will maybe yeah. get Anthony Davis in the offseason we'll see what happens there but you know, it's it's hard for some players to really understand the dynamics when it comes to the front office issue yeah. in the, dealings. Yeah. Um, so you very, make a very good point there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, faults. I, I just don't know. Will, will he jive with the Magic? Will they really, you know, truly expect him to, you know, enter into an immediate starting role and, yeah. and impact the team? It's 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 left to be seen. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter for the Orlando Magic right now is they're not a, they're not a winning team. You know, they're yeah. they're not they're not looking at uh, taking the the East by storm in yeah. any shape or form. Right. So well, potentially this is an opportunity for him to chill for a second. And not chill in the sense that he's not going to be focused right, and just resting on his laurels, mm-hmm. but chill in the sense that he can focus on building. He's a young guy. He needs an opportunity to kind of like take a year, two years, figure out what the problems are, see if you can work on those, build those, build up that confidence, build himself out that you are you were right. so good of a player that you were drafted number one overall right. it's in there you just need to find it again right 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 and just quick going back to anthony davis just for a second um he did play in last night in the pelicans win over the uh timberwolves yep. i believe they won 122 to 117 okay. davis had 32 and 9 oh. good game <laughs> but he this. didn't even play in the fourth quarter and he still had 32 and 9 yeah didn't play in the fourth quarter at all i see this as a trend they're going to be sitting him Parts of some games yeah. move throughout the remaining of the season because they said that it was some speculation that he may, they may sit him the rest of the year. Yeah. Now they said they're going to play him, but I think they're going to make points like this to rest him more often because yeah. that way to ensure that he is healthy when season ends, they get the highest value possibly for Absolutely. him. Cause Absolutely, because heaven forbid he goes out and tears his ACL yeah. or you know breaks his elbow or something yeah. like that, then what? 
Yeah. No one's going to really give up all the pieces. Now, eventually, you know, they still may trade it for him, you know, because right. when he comes back from the injury. But I think to get the highest value from the Pelicans want to protect him. Yeah. Since you look at what Porzingis pulled uh, for the Knicks. Imagine mm-hmm. if it was just like, no, he's actually healthy. You've seen him play. You see the stats. Something right. that we can bring to the table as opposed to he hasn't played all year. What can we wheel and deal for Yeah, him? yeah. Um, speaking of injuries, too, another injury came was pretty out this week was John Wall. Uh, dude. Said he tripped and or slipped and fell at home and tore his and tore his Achilles. And we know that's a lie. We all dude. know that's a lie. Yo, you know he was he, at Rose Bar. <laughs> dude, now you know what happened? He he might have been at home, but his girl caught him doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing and whooped his butt. Yeah, that's what it was. She's like, I had to duck a frying pan, guys. You know <laughs> yeah, what it's yeah. like. Yeah. He caught him, caught him, caught him slipping up or something, dude. My goodness. But I mean, he was already out for the year, um, yeah. having having surgery on thing was his left heel yeah. to remove some bone spurs. So he was already gone. But now that he's tore, he's ruptured his Achilles. Yeah. He's going to be out for an additional twelve months from now. So he might be out all of next season as well too um that is a pretty significant injury for the wizards and even for him being a dynamic you know speed guy yeah. you know explosive kind of player it's quick movement transition yeah, movements yeah. having that achilles in it, not like boogie cousins who tore his achilles no. who was who was a bigger he's a power forward slender guy plays yeah. in the post can yeah. we just you know john wall is an explosive player not this, anymore you know is this really is this do you think this injury could hinder him for the rest of his career. We'll never see John Wall the way he was back when he was at uh, Kentucky. We'll never see that John Wall ever again. Mm. First few years yeah. of of, uh, of the Wizards, and then you know, really his inability to be the explosive guy that he's been of late it was just lack of physicality because he just was not happy where he was. Mm-hmm. Um, recent reports just found out he's going back to uh, going back to school. Uh, he's going really? back to go get his degree. Okay, good um, for him. Which is well, yeah, and, well done. And look at the writing on the wall there. He just got this this no pun intended uh, that they've got this this injury. Now he's like, okay, I think it's time for me to go get my degree uh, because the ba- years of basketball are going to be dwindling. That, that right. Light and and that after tunnel. basketball, what do you do? Yeah. That degree will definitely come in handy. So, uh, but yeah, all right, moving on from injuries. Um, the other night, the All Star teams were selected: um, Team LeBron and Team Giannis. Uh, we'll take a look at those guys now. Um, it was the first year, well, the second year that they were doing this kind of um, you know selection process, mm-hmm. but it was the first year that it was televised. So LeBron um, had the first pick in the in the uh, in the quote unquote in the draft. Mm-hmm. He went with his boy KD. Giannis mm-hmm. went with Steph Curry. I mean, looking at these rosters Steph right Curry. now, <laughs> <laughs> looking at these rosters right now, man. Uh, Team LeBron, dude, is there even a chance Team Giannis? That could win this game? Not at all. There's, there's just looking <laughs> at the at the lineup like, no, come on. It just, it just, it's not fair. It's a, Giannis <sighs> went. You can see Giannis went with big guys. He went with Embiid yeah. and Jokic and Griffin and Vujicic and uh, Paul Vucic, George. I, mean, I just. Uh, I mean, come on. And dude. then, of course, of course, to not make any players who are currently playing upset, we bring two reservist players to be picked last. Mm-hmm. Dirk and Dwayne have no problem being picked last, but I'm sure Bradley Beal and Kyle Laurie would be like, I'm not, I'm not happy about this. Nobody <laughs> likes being picked last. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, yeah, obviously, and LeBron picked his boy Wade. Of course, you know yeah. we all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but dude, I mean, look at the look at the starting lineup. The you starting got, lineups are LeBron knew what he was doing. LeBron, yeah, LeBron, I mean, knows and, but KD made a joke the other day yeah. after the, after the announcement was like, "Oh, Giannis, he, he's not from here. He'll do better next time." He, yeah, right. He, <laughs> he doesn't know any better. He's not. He's, he's foreign. <laughs> exactly, he's foreign. He doesn't Come know on, who, like who you should be picking right now. Dude, like. you got LeBron. You've got KD. You got Kyrie. 
and Kawhi. That just is not fair. James Harden. (laughs) And then you picked Anthony Davis. That's the hump. That's low key. Low key dig. Like you're coming to play with me. We're gonna see what it looks like. Gonna make it happen. Joke is like, hey, isn't that tampering? (laughs) (laughs) But Giannis's pick. Giannis had the first pick in the second round after the starters were picked. Yeah. He went with his teammate Chris Middleton. I get it. It's his teammate. Wants him on his team. Yeah. But come on. Let's be honest here. Chris Middleton would have been available later in the draft. <laughs> it's you, it's that that's Giannis. I want Giannis on, in my fantasy football come league. On. I want Giannis in my fantasy football league. That guy, <laughs> yeah. that guy's picking yeah. TJ Husmanzada in the third <laughs> round. I promise he's you. He's the guy who's picking a kicker in round five <laughs> in fantasy football. Okay? There we go. <laughs> he's the one. He, he's the one who has two defenses at a time throughout, throughout the entire season. Okay, scheming, plot, plot, yeah, plot. Yeah, you guys don't know. You never know. Like, dude, come on. Giannis I mean, went up there and said, "I'll take." Detlef Shrep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, this team, this team, LeBron is just AD, Clay, Lillard. Yeah. I'm so happy. Lillard. I'm so happy. Damian Lillard. Give it up for Damian Lillard. Finally getting Making, selected yeah. to an All Star yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, he's been a snub for years. I think it's been a crime. You know, I just who who picks these things? I mean, is it still the fans only pick? But so many players. So where are the rest of the votes That's, coming that, from? You know what I mean? But even I think the fans might have a little too much say in okay. it. I okay. mean, yeah. uh, it, it's it goes to show you. It, but it finally. I'm glad, glad for them, Lillard. Ben Simmons, as you mentioned too before, um, he didn't think he was good. Maybe he's not as hot, good as what you think he is. But no. He made an All Star game. Lamarcus Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know about Lamarcus Aldridge being out there. D'Angelo yeah. Russell. I don't know about him being on there. And honestly, if you're gonna have D'Angelo Russell there, you might as well put uh, Swaggy P on one of the teams. <laughs> I just put him out there. I want to yeah, see it. I want to see the drama. First time All Star for Russell. I mean, but I mean, he's been improved this year with the yeah. Nets. I mean, he's. I think he's got career highs in in all significant categories in points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Um, you know what name I didn't see on there? DeMar DeRozan. Um, yeah. You know, um, his team, his former well, former teammate Kyle Lowry, of course, is there. Yeah. But DeMar DeRozan is usually uh, a definitive all-star each and every year. But now he's with San Antonio. But like I said, you said his teammate LaMarcus Aldridge is there yeah. now. So quite a shock there. Um, but, I mean, I, I just think – let me ask you this. In a seven-game series, yeah. these two teams go head-to-head. Seven and zero to LeBron's team. I'm sorry. I mean, you've got Steph Curry, yeah. and he's gonna jack up shots there. But who are who are your other three point shooters out here? I mean, you could have right, an entire. LeBron has Clay to match with Curry. He's got Clay to match Curry. Uh, yeah. Kawhi is going to give you on both ends of the ball. I'll probably get enough rips to make up for the points he doesn't make on mm-hmm. the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, James Harden. He, he's uh, LeBron has assembled some of the most prolific scorers in the NBA right now Literally. on his team between uh, Durant, Kawhi, Harden, uh, Clay. Thompson, Demian Litter, uh, like yeah. it's just you know, yeah, yeah. it's a team LeBron all the way. Yeah, um, I mean Giannis, man, do do better. Do better, just, just do, do better. better. <laughs> if this, hey, if this had been like a FIFA tournament, I got Giannis all day. Giannis got all the picks on that one, right? Like I give him that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, LeBron. I think Team LeBron will uh, definitely take it in this one. Um, well, man, I think that wraps up our time for this week here on What's the Word in Entertainment. Any last parting words or last request or anything in terms for you? Guys, at, at this point of the season, you need to understand you have just gone through the meat grinder. That's what they call fantasy football. It's the meat grinder. It just keeps <laughs> going. You're going to have about a good two, three months off now. Enjoy it. Savor it. Sundays has to be about the family. You, it is It is February 9th. Mm. You have Four days to figure out what you're doing for Valentine's Day, and then two days to put it into play and make it happen, okay? Do not lose this one, gentlemen. Excuse me. Four days to make it, put it into play, and then one day to make it happen because yeah, right. it's the 14th, 15th. All right, so guys, 
Get up there. Buy the flowers. 1-800-DIRECT. Any of them. Find somebody. Get the flowers. <laughs> Even if you don't get flowers, go to the store. Get some chocolate. Get a little teddy bear. Right, write a card. Write a card. Dude. There's some some uh, advertisement where this dude's like, buy the jewelry. Don't look at the price tag. That man's a fool. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at price tags. That man's player. a fool because we got a long term. Retirement yeah. is not cheap Yo, or free. I don't know about okay? you I ain't made of money. So I'm fam. I look at price tags. What? What are you talking about? But yes, remember. I'm not making it rain like we, like we all say we can. Th- think, <laughs> about, think about the long term. If you want to be back in front of the TV for every Sunday and every Saturday and every Thursday. Listen, take care of the ones who take care of you right now because you're going to be back in the situation next year. Got him. <laughs> wise advice from Old Ben. <laughs> uh, well, oh, that does it for us. Thanks again for guys for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Take care.